Get you some hash, get you some flour, roll it up. It's time to get baked with the bakers. It's me, Chris. And Lauren, getting baked with the bakers. Another exciting evening out here on the Lost Highway Farms. Getting lost in the dark out here. Although it's a nice, beautiful full moon season, so... Yeah, it's all lit up out there. Uh-huh, it's nice it's being beautiful. out here away from the city, getting to have so much nighttime moon lumens and stuff. It's a really beautiful sky out here in the open country, so... Yeah, it's very pretty. Definitely can see all the stars. We got us a nice, beautiful, fat lava runs joint to take us up to the stars, hopefully, because it's some, it's some good, tasty stuff. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Uh-huh. Nice to grow, too. Really uh-huh. likes greenhouse. Definitely a, a crowd favorite on Instagram and everything with how dark it came out. I mean, it was just, it was fun to fun to grow. It was hard to take pictures of just because it was so dark, but it was pretty pretty cool. I liked it. Be nice to grow probably outdoor too. Did we have some last year? We did. We did have a little bit of it last year it got out at Sweet though. Valley, but yeah, it didn't quite come out as good after all the rains and everything that had happened at the end of the year. That rain can definitely be traumatizing for them. We did sell quite a bit of clones off of the mother, though, mm-hmm. last year. Some people, we had a repeat customer on it that clearly liked it a lot on their indoor, so it must have done good for them also on, on that end. I guess we'll go ahead and start out with the, the farm farm updates. We, uh, at, out at Lost Highway, we got a new light debt poopy set up inside the full-size greenhouse. It's a temporary kind of thing, so we can get a couple flower runs done earlier in this year as we're expanding, but it's a nice 10 by 30. Yeah, it's a good thing you're a Boy Scout, too. <laughs> Having to figure it out out there. Yeah, exciting to have the, the roll-up sides on it, so it's a lot easier for us to pull the tarp over it and not have to do it by total hand <laughs> I and couldn't everything. imagine and, doing uh, it by yeah. hand. You know, so that's, that's cool. A little bit, a little bit different. It's nice having that much more space, having it that long, really being able to kind of pushed up against the side too. Yeah, you know, tucked yeah, tucked over there against one side in the greenhouse, really utilizing our our greenhouse space. That some people have had questions about why we put it inside the greenhouse, and the big reason is is once we have this light depth going into flower here in the spring, and we have these spring rains coming through, it can really be hard around week six and eight of flower in the light depth on the first light depth with fight and mold and everything so this way having it inside the greenhouse we can be protected from those early season rains and those early season wind storms that come through as the temperatures change and it just kind of gives it a little bit of an extra hand more than likely we'll probably put a light depth out in the field too but yeah we've got to wait for the ground it's to nice dry to work out. with it's nice to work indoors well, you know what I mean. Yeah, like in is. the greenhouse where there's not much, yeah, not not much wind, not much. Getting of to enjoy the, the nice warmer yeah. weather too, even on a cool day, just because the sun's coming through is nice. It's it's easier on us as the grower being out there in it, not having to have five layers on just to stay warm and cozy while we're defoliating or something like that. I think with the questions we've been getting, I'm not sure a lot of people understand the science behind a greenhouse. Yeah. A lot of people have questions about how we keep it going. <clears throat> and yeah. There's been a lot of questions, especially on the whole dehumidifier and temperature AC or heating range. I mean, in the winter, we've touched on a little bit. We have some small heaters that we have out there that we can throw on during a, a cold snap that will keep it just above freezing and keep the plants just happy enough to keep on rolling through. But then, as, you know, for the rest of it, we in the light depth, we have a dehumidifier that we fire up when the tarps are pulled so we can keep it from getting too wet and humid in there at night. 
and of course fans. But for during the day and everything, for the most part, we just we we roll with roll up sides on the greenhouse and keep airflow going to really help control that. And as far as the AC, we don't run AC, <laughs> which I know is a big old shocker. People think, how do you do it in the the super high temps? But yeah, definitely that airflow and. You know, having a few fans set up and just pulling some I'm, shade cloth. Yeah, the shade cloth is a real big help. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll pull we'll pull shade cloth over the top of the greenhouse. We have a nice big piece of shade cloth that takes out about thirty percent of the sunlight, and you can knock down your your temps by a good like fifteen to twenty degrees depending on the conditions outside and everything. The plants really like it, and too. it's not that much shade. Yeah, the plants really enjoy enjoy it a lot. You'll see them reaching real hard and praying real hard in the greenhouse, and it's I mean that helps a lot tremendously i mean in the industry we're at with a bad time in the market you know being able to get our overhead down that much more is yeah a we don't like using that much electricity yeah having a greenhouse with ac running that's a you know mm -hmm. some extra electric you don't really need to be bothered with yeah and we we also whenever we <clears throat> decided to run lights out there we had to really think about you know what kind of light pollution we wanted to put out we did some CFL stringers. Yep, kind of went the old school route with that. The they're beautiful, mm -hmm. and they light up a really light color. Yeah, it does. You know, just Not enough to harsh. keep the keep the plants from going into flower, so we can stay in this veg state as we're we're going along. And you know, because we still got we're only at about 11, 12 hours of sunlight yeah, every day right now, so we have to supplement that morning and evening just so we can stay in in veg and yep. keep on rolling. We did have to. You know, because we've got all of our plants pretty much out there yeah. taking up the space that we've provided. We got to, you know, extend our light area. We had to put an LED out. Yeah, we took our, our optic LED out there to help cover the mother, mother end of things. Cause we, have, we have several mothers out there, and we tried to put the optic over the mother so we can help, you know, keep that super nice bushy growth and everything that you want <laughs> you want with the mother but the rest of them just have the cfl over it and they're doing good you know such a such a low amount of wattage drawn and used for it too so that's that's really nice luckily where our greenhouse is it you know utilizes a lot of the sun yes yeah we made sure to put it out there away from the trees and everything as best we could and yeah the plants definitely like when it's warm we we did a bunch of transplanting of some of our mothers and a couple of clones that we had taken a little while back we added a bunch of perlite to some of our previous soil that had been composted in real heavy and had a lot of amendments built up over the years and and that'll, that'll help us a lot with with root growth and aeration in the soil and everything like that and I think that's a fun teamwork thing for yeah, us Amelia was out there loving that having a blast with us and yeah help it mix the soil and we actually started to put in um, our revamped top dressing mm -hmm. that you know we've been working on for a long time and we're actually thinking about having some available yeah it trusty for us it, yep. we like it a lot we've did a lot chris did a lot of research into um, making sure it wasn't you know too high in the heavy metals doing the math getting it perfect yeah and something that we've, we've developed on over the last seven eight years and really tweaked it a lot and you know found something that's sustainable affordable and you know easy on the grower especially for the home growers or disabled growers and stuff like that so it'd be really really fun to have some of that available for the public and for people to try out for themselves because 
we, we do get a lot of questions from people about what we use for our feeds and when we're making our soils and top dressings, what we use. So I know it can be hard for people to make their own. And so this would be a great way to get it in the hands of everybody else out there. Yeah, we're going to do a flower, a veg, and rock dust. Yep. I mean, yep. that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're aiming for. In the future, it'd be great for us to have some of our ferments that we do available and all that kind of stuff, but we got to work on scaling all that up and everything and packaging and You're all the corporate labeling here, and everything. Yeah. It's, it's all a lot to add on to everything else we got going on, but it's something yeah. that we really enjoy doing, and it's a lot of fun, and it'd be really, it would be really cool to get to share it with people. I always kind of wish we were around more people so that when we had leftover compost teas or, bolt or you know, abundance of certain ferments, we could give it out to our friends and other growers and stuff like that and really kind of build that friendship grower co-op kind of situation going on would be a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're in southeastern Oklahoma and you ever need some compost tea, we always yep. post when we're doing it just so yep. everybody knows. Especially around the middle of the season, we make a lot of it mm -hmm. in a large amount. So we always have, you know, if you wanted to come get five gallons of it, we'd be more than happy to give you the hookup on some great compost tea and yeah it's definitely a very beneficial thing mm -hmm. but we also have our breeding you know still going strong yep we uh it's a little different this time around a lot of people kind of forget or think that we're not really doing anything anymore so we don't post a lot about it but this year we're doing all our own testing we used to outsource for testers but it's just such a hard process to do that we just you know we can do it a little bit more reliably and with better notes just doing it in-house so we're we started four or five different strains that we had just harvested seeds on a couple of weeks back. Yeah, just testing our skills. Uh -huh. It was pretty cool. Chris put five in each pot and then separated them out and yep. replanted them. Yep, did that. Really just, good propagation rates. Yep, really great propagation rate. We did a video on, on Instagram on how we separated out the sprouts once they had all sprouted in the soil. It's a very low-stress thing. They all keep on trucking after it's done. and It's a great way for us to save space. Mm -hmm. when everything's already filled up because you know that's you know five of each strain all of a sudden builds up to a whole lot of pots when you're just waiting to see if they're gonna they're gonna sprout then you can also see you're almost like a little teeny baby pheno hunt right there mm -hmm. just to see what's strong which one pops through quick yeah. enough or yeah, if it doesn't pop at all yeah. and this is a great great germination rate test for us and some of them in there are definitely showing some characteristics in it so far they're a couple weeks in and there's a couple of the strains, especially the, the Cherry Squares Cross and the uh, Skull Bucket Cross have some very beautiful, bigger size leaves going on in them already, and I'm definitely excited to see This is always a, a crazy time, right? Whenever you start them from seed, just keeping an eye on them, and they change so much over such a short period of time. It's cool. It'll, it'll seem like, it, when you get them sprouted too, it'll almost seem like you have a point where they stop growing. Yeah. <laughs> you get so anxious about it, you think something's going on, you need to do something, but... It's just part of the process, and you just got to hang tight and wash them for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, once they finally get, you know, acclimated to their new life that they got going on, they just take off, and it's, you know, the race is on, <clears throat> the race is on for there, and, you know, that's really cool. I think that's a great time for us to swing into the next, you know, segment that we're wanting to start is, you know, helping the, helping the home grower, and, you know, one question we kind of get fairly frequently is how to start seeds, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of different processes out there and a lot of different ways people talk about it. But for us, starting seeds is, you know, it's, we keep it simple for the most part and just do the 24-hour soak in water, nice, good, clean, filtered water, not too cold, and then put them into some pre-wetted soil and then about a quarter inch down and cover it up and then just a little bit of water on top every two, three days. 
and just let them sprout in the soil. Yeah, it's... definitely in a small pot too. We try, we've started some in two liters just to test the theory and yep. it works better in small pots because you can regulate the water a little bit better yeah, and like how the, wet it is. And... Like those little three inch by three inch square pots that you can... You don't have to use that much water either. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a great way. We're not big fans on the whole paper towel route and I think it's a lot of extra handling and stuff. And Yeah, make sure you don't float the seeds though. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I... have a designated water bottle that yeah. Chris pokes holes in the top just, you know... Yeah, if we keep it around for a few months too, whenever we're watering, just uh, it's it's super easy to accidentally water the soil too heavy when yeah. you got your seeds in there, and they just kind of float off to the side. You might not realize it till the next day or something when it's dried out in the light and mm -hmm. it's too late. And yeah, sometimes you can save them, but not likely. <laughs> yeah, might as well do a little update on Zaddy's medical farm up north. Uh, we I went up there a couple couple or last week I guess and did a, a bubble hash run and we're working on doing some infused hash pre-rolls up there that I'm super excited about it's gonna be pretty cool to have those available and we're working on a couple more harvests and everything getting getting ready for the the full season out there working on some greenhouses and getting plants ready for the outdoor so that's a lot getting of fun plastic up. Yep. we saw this funny video of this guy pulling plastic it was really funny. Yep. He was they pulling, were pulling it and rope over, back. and he was just using his whole body weight to pull the rope <laughs> and the plastic up and over, just falling on the ground. I mean, it, was it really funny. showed sometimes you just gotta do what it takes. And I mean, we should have done a time is... lapse when we pulled the plastic. Oh for this. my goodness! Oh, Whoa, oh, it took a while. Pain. A lot of people, a lot of people ask who who we have out here helping us with everything, and because a lot of people think we got a crew of people out here, but it's it's just me and Lauren out mm -hmm. here all the time doing everything and. When we were pulling the plastic on our 20 by 40 greenhouse, I mean, it's, it's about like 12, 15 feet up there or whatever. And it was it's a tough. hustle for us to pull the plastic all the way up and over. And wind started picking up on it and turned in that big, scary rush that it always is. But, you know, we, we, we got it We pull plastic done. in the craziest uh -huh. sometimes, though. Oh, in yeah. Colorado, in the middle of a windstorm, yep. you're just out there waiting until it just dies down enough to pull yeah. it quick enough. We definitely we definitely learned our lesson a couple times in our beginning years up in Colorado with using quality plastic to start. We mm. had one year where, I mean, we probably replaced the plastic on the greenhouse like three, four times just because... Oh, so irritating. We didn't we didn't quite have the understanding yet on using the right plastic and we just kept... Oh, every time and the wind there mm, is just so harsh. Something else. Yeah, with the, the dry sun and the sand blowing through it would just tear Yeah, we were on a hilltop up. too, so yeah. we, it was... It was gnarly for yeah. sure, and we finally learned that getting up like in the middle of the night, almost early morning, before the sun's even up, to get out there and start pulling the plastic when it's the calmest time, because mm -hmm. you can tell yourself it's only going to take a little bit, but all of a sudden you're out there for hours. Yeah, trying sometimes to just get I'd it have done. to call Chris and be like, "I'm not pulling tarps. There's no <laughs> way. I will blow away. They will blow yeah. away. Everyone will be gone." Yeah, that's that's definitely one nice thing about having the the light depth inside the greenhouse now is when we're pulling tarps, we're not fighting these giant windstorms. When we used to have mm -hmm. to pull tarps by hand out in the wind, yeah, there are some nights where it's just like, we can't even pull tarps. Like, there's no way we're going to be able to it's get dangerous. it over and not get taken out like a kite. And there's no way it's not going to stay on top all <laughs> night long. And That reminds me, we've revised our, whenever we built our greenhouse up in Colorado, we revised it quite a few times. But one time, Chris's friend was staying with us, and yeah. they both had to run outside and literally hold the greenhouse yeah. down. I it got was the, taking I off. I got the call from him outside because I was in the shop working on something. He was out there working on the greenhouse, and he calls me, Hey, 
it's taken off. It's taken <laughs> off. I'm like, what do you mean? He said the greenhouse is taken off. And I take off running out there. And I see him out there just hanging on to it like it's a kite. The entire 20-foot <laughs> greenhouse is up in the air, and he's hanging on to it. I run and jump onto it and grab onto it, too. And I mean, we probably hung on to it for about, like, 10, 15 minutes before we're like, we got to just start cutting the plastic. This thing is going. There's no way we can hold it down. It's going to take both of, us, both of us off the hillside. So we just had to cut the plastic on the whole thing so it fell back down onto the ground and come back the next day and revamp and revise. And, you know, it's, that's when we talk, people hear me talk about dragon hoses. You know, learning your lessons, dragon hoses. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just got to learn the hard way that, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And you, you can try and do it your way all you want, but sometimes you just got to follow Mother Nature's plan for you. Oh, yeah. Rebuilding, you know, your greenhouse in the middle of a storm. Mm -hmm. That is... Just to try, you know, halfway through the season, you, you got to do it just to keep your plants because there's no restarting. And it's just like... Yep. We had a lot of a lot of snow this winter, and we had plants out there in the greenhouse. So we're out there within the ladder several times a day dealing with the yeah, snow. Yeah, thinking about what was the best way, how often, you know, taking turns in the middle of the night going out there. Yep. It was so cute. I'm out there, and Chris is watching me through the window, and he could see my flashlight, and I was carrying it around with me, hitting the snow off, and then I set it down, and he comes running out there. He was so scared something happened to me. I'm like, nope, I just had to use both my hands, yeah, clearing the snow. The, the flashlight stopped moving. Yeah. You know. These are definitely times that you learn the value of yourself. Yeah, that's for sure. You really got to think on the fly, you know, how am I going to help myself the best in this situation? Uh -huh. you, really, you really learn how powerful and strong and amazing you can be on your own and even just with one other person and how much you can accomplish and do when it's on you and you really want to make it happen. And it's, you know, it's part, all part of this amazing experience that we get to enjoy and It's all so that. funny. I was, we were transplanting and... I told Chris, I said, let me, he was trying to help me. I'm like, let me do it alone. I've been transplanting by myself here recently. I got to learn how to do it all by myself. Uh -huh. You can't help me all the time. Uh-huh. We, we like to use these little three-gallon fabric pots. I mean, they work amazing mm -hmm. for what we like to use them for. But, oh, my God, they They're suck hard. to transplant out of. Yeah. Like, it is so hard. And yeah, like, I do have my special little trick that I've always been able to do, and she had to figure she wanted to be able to do it on her own and so it was I, yeah i can't quite do it like you i'm not strong enough <laughs> my fingers aren't quite strong enough uh -huh. it's, it's it's great you gotta you learn know? those you, tricks it's cool seeing you learn along with our process too and you know really part of the whole family farm aspect yeah. that we have going out here and seeing that you know it's, it's nice knowing that i can have her do whatever needs to be done anything that i do she can do too that way I can go focus on what I need to focus on. It really helps us stay on top of everything at the farm. That's how we can do it as a, mm -hmm. a two-person farm without lots of hands and everything is that both of us, you know, being on it, staying on top of learning new things. We're always sending each other articles and information that we're learning about growing and that we're seeing and about heavy metals and about soil and organics and everything just so that way whenever we come across a problem or anything, both of us can be brainstorming on yeah, solutions. Yeah, quick to think and, about it. Yeah, and inst in an instant too. Mm -hmm. It's you definitely got to keep on your toes. Oh yeah, that's one thing for sure. Every, every, there's no planning out here. Mm -mm. Like you, you can you can plan all you want, yeah. but it might not go accordingly. Yeah, it, it all depends on what's happening in the moment. Sometimes every day is a new day, and yeah, 
You just got to be ready to go with the flow and figure out what you need to figure out. I get a lot of people asking me, how are you not so worried? How are you not scared? How, or, you know, like, how do you not get overwhelmed with all of these things? And I'm like, let me tell you, the first time Chris and I went on a date, well, actually the second time, an actual date, Chris and I were working on his um, Edsel and he handed me a grinder and he's like, I need you to do this. And I was like, I've never done this before. I have never done this before. And he's like, whatever you mess up, we can fix it. And it's kind of always been, you know, my thought process. If we mess, if I mess it up, I can definitely fix it. It might, you know, be a small setback, but at least I'll learn and mm-hmm. be able to do it better next time. It helps make you so much more confident oh, yeah. in yourself and not scared to, you know, take hold of a situation. And really but you really got to carry it whenever you mess up, uh-huh, too. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, you gotta you gotta own that shit and be like, that's my fault. It happened. But oh yeah, I fought you it. You also got you kind of you gotta look at it as yeah, I messed up, but that's my learning. That's mm-hmm. where I learned. I learned something right there, and I'm never gonna forget that. And yeah, I try to you know take the reins once, and I was like, I'm we're not, I'm not gonna put perlite in this one. I think it's gonna be fine. You know, I, I'm not too happy with that perlite that we got. And Chris was like, mm, I think you should probably take all those plants back out that you transplanted, add some more perlite. I think that'll be the best thing. And, you know, owning that and, and having to break down, I don't know, like eight different plants yeah. and add more perlite. Like, that's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, yeah, you could have just lost eight plants and yeah. mothers at that, you know. That's, yeah. you really got to take it and... Yeah roll with it but yeah it's it's one of those things with the the cannabis industry that we're in there's it's so hard to have information readily available there's not really people out there they're telling the truth and not trying to steer you towards buying something or following Mm -hmm. which you know which they think is the best but it might not work for your circumstances you you just can't be scared to mess up and be able to take it as that learning opportunity just keep on going and make new goals and make sure you meet them one way or another even if it's you teaching yourself but really to paying attention to what you're doing so that you can learn from it and keeping a log of what you're doing so that if something doesn't work later on you can look back at it and, and see know and, for yeah. instance because yeah you're not going to get the information you need all the way you're not ever going to be able to type it in and get 100 percent of your answers because you've got to do your own research everybody's spots different everybody's environment's different everybody's room is different so no matter the information everybody gives you there is some dialing dialing in you have to do for yourself yeah. you know there's no guaranteed fix you can go buy you know fancy equipment necessarily that's going to fix it you kind of just have to dial it in for what you got going on and it's, it's one of those things we've talked about lately, too, that there's so many people out there with their own way of growing that works great for them. And there's, it's nothing wrong with that. But you can't necessarily expect that exact style to work for you. So if you're just going around following the latest tech that you see going on on Instagram or Facebook, you're going to be struggling to kind of bounce back and forth and around to find something that works great for you. You're better off kind of taking somebody's you know, style or whatever they got going on as a base and kind of dial that in and adjust it to your situation and environment and how it's going to work best for you because you really got to do do your own thing sometimes. Sometimes more is more is not the best. Yep. Maybe dialing it down. Yep. Just really, yeah, like you said, getting it figured out is very important. Uh-huh. You know, because you, you can't, if you're, if you're just throwing a bunch of stuff at the plant, you're, there's a point where you're going to start stressing it out and stuff. And if you're changing, changing factors on a single plant through a, a cycle multiple times, that's, you know, stresses it has to go through to adapt to different circumstances. You're really better off kind of 
dealing with things after you know a cycle learning from it you know mm-hmm. doing slow adjustments through it versus doing these massive changes in the middle of a grow and yeah you lose track of what you've done so yeah. you can't go back and correct it you definitely yeah. have to take it one step at a time and document document uh-huh. document it's that, it's that high school science of you know you can only have so many factories change at once otherwise you're gonna you know you can't really just if you if you change a whole bunch of factories at one time and then all of a sudden you see a change in the plant you're, you're not, not gonna necessarily know gonna know which from. yeah you're not gonna know what did it whether it's good or bad and it's gonna be that much harder to replicate it again in the future and Making some small, slow steps and helps you a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely keeping a, 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 a log. Even if it's just a voice log, you can do it on your phone. You can dictate yep. it out. There's lots of great grow apps on, on mm-hmm. you know, the stores nowadays that you can get to help you with keeping track of your grow. and yeah, Even just taking pictures and stuff and dating them and putting some notes on them and stuff. It's a... Yeah, that's a great way to go. I always think Chris takes too many pictures, and then we go through and look at them, and I'm like, oh my goodness, these pictures are so beautiful. You know, you can use them so many different times, and it documents. You can even see what, you, if you forgot to write it down, you can go back yep. and, and look at your pictures and see what you have going yeah, on. Don't you... feel embarrassed taking a bunch of pictures. Yep, yep. One There's... day you're going to want to go through and look back at it. There's been times when we've had to go back and see when we did a... <laughs> A, a transplant or something or, you know just to help us you know figure out what we we're doing and hey you know it's all it's all part of growing it's all part of learning yeah i definitely think we want to keep touching on this whole home growing helping growing and maybe we'll do like a little sector. section yeah. of how to start from a seed and maybe even a few videos uh-huh we definitely do get a lot of questions on ferments and our top dressings and stuff so as we start getting ready to do our releases on them we'll we'll talk about them more and yeah that's a family event right there making uh-huh. the fpjs and ffjs that beat one was cool yeah it was a lot of fun everybody loved <laughs> it that dyed your house. hands yeah that it was, was a lot cool. of fun all right you know i think we got a down to the roach here a little bit left to finish off and i hope you guys got nice and high smoked a nice fat joint something good ate an edible or just tuned in while you're driving to work who knows but we appreciate you guys listening to us, and uh-huh. if you, you ever, have, yeah, have any topics or anything you guys want to talk about or have any questions, let us know. Sorry it's so sporadic when we put them out. We do them when we can, yeah, and it's been we're tough. busy. We're going to try and schedule it in and do some more and more often and try and do some videos while we're doing them, too, just so that, you know, we can kind of see what's going on. Maybe we can have some on-hand show-and-tell things we're talking about when we're doing it, too, just to help everybody learn a little bit better. Some visual aids. Uh-huh. Nice. All right, guys. You guys have a great one. Catch you later. Thank you. Have a good night.